Hello, Leanna. Hello, Ed. How you doing this week? Meh. Meh. Wow, it's a blur. Meh. Uh, As yeah, opposed I... to just a blur or a meh. I, uh... I'm having a losing hope in humanity week. I'll be honest. Really? I've been having that for um, decades, I think. Yeah, no, some weeks it's like, yeah, all right. Some weeks, you know, you just watch the mob mentality descend on people. And I I am waiting for the apes to take over. Like, if the apes come and they want to take over, I'm like, here, have it. Fine. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of Planet of the Apes references lately. Like, like you know what? You guys pro- can't possibly do as poorly as we have. So yeah. take it. Away you go. Yeah. Give it your best shot. <laughs> we give yeah. up. Might, yeah, might as well. Um, yeah. You know, because also, you know how I feel also that primates, uh, not apes, but like monkeys, uh, right. solve things, solve conflicts in the smartest way possible. By throwing poop at each other. Well, humans like do that metaphorically. Yeah, but metaphorically isn't the same thing. There is nothing quite like getting uh, a splat of poop hitting your face I... and running down your chin to tell you, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't keep going in this direction. I don't know. I'm one of those people who believes in the potential of collaborative conflicts. And so much of this stuff lately just seems like a complete waste of time. Well, is it in my mind, there's a difference between disputes and disagreements and conflicts. No? Well, still, a conflict can still be productive. I mean, we have an adversarial system of government because the whole idea is people who disagree are supposed to be working together to find the elements of something the majority can agree on. And that's not the system we live in anymore. We live in a system where people believe that they have to say something ridiculous and extreme to force people to meet them in the middle, meaning they get 80% of what they want because they're rewarding people being unreasonable. Yeah, but you're leaving out to people who, if they're offered 80% of what they want, won't take it because they need well, 100% of what yeah. they want. That, that too. Moral purity is, is you know, compromise the antagonist. Is a, compromise is a dirty word amongst people on the outer edges of the political sphere. Compromise is, is a sellout. You're a traitor. Like that stupid word traitor has made a return. Well, that, but um, that- that's because people don't use, you know, first principles, core values thinking. Most people have never heard of first principles, core value thinking. No wonder I they don't know, use it's it. Weird. I mean, I look at the world and it's like, I have a public education from a school in Jane and Fitch. Which, for those you know? who don't know what that is, it's a neighborhood in Toronto that is uh, for for decades has been identified as a lower income, high crime. Yeah. And I mean, apparently intelligence is 50% genetic. And, you know, my mother's a nice lady, but she's not a genius. And my father was actively 
a moron. Um, I managed to learn this. I managed to understand this because I wanted to. Well, let's, okay. Yeah, but there are people like you who are genetic anomalies and you know damn well, you probably are an alien implant. Oh, oh, um, oh no, 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 Ed. no, no, no. Everything is biology now. Don't you know? We are defined by our biology. Everything is about body parts. Biology, biology, science. I'm so sick of that. Isn't it funny that the people who are pushing science are amongst the same cohort of people who uh, rejected science when it was about uh, a virus and who reject science when it has to do with evolution? But when oh, they oh, decide no, politics, science see. helps their bigotry, suddenly they're, they're rah, rah, science. Uh, he, you know, people believe Elon Musk is a science expert. I believe Elon his Musk degrees... is a science expert, please. Yeah, well, he's got he's apparently got a degree, a bachelor's degree in physics, but that doesn't make him qualified to talk about biology or chemistry. A bachelor's degree? Really? That's all he's got? Well, he's got a bachelor's degree in like economics and physics. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but they're he's... bachelor's degrees. He's not a yeah. Um yeah. Um we will get to all of this, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm but, surprised people aren't blaming Canada for Elon Musk, because people blame people blame Canada and video games for everything. Really, I haven't heard them blame video games in a long time. Oh, you haven't heard that video game technology was to blame for the submersible implosion? <laughs> no. Oh yeah, that was the theory that they were using a Logitech. Um, a third-party PlayStation-style controller to control the the sub. I mean, wait there's minute, nothing wait wrong minute, with wait that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. People got into a a metal can to go down into the crushing pressures of the deep ocean in a machine that used a video game controller. What do you think drones are flown with? I mean, you don't get to uh, you, you don't get like to to uh, respawn when you die in these cases. Yeah, but there, there's nothing inherently a problem. But, you know, they were they, people picked up on the tangible detail that this is what was being used to control this thing. And I mean, what it ended up being was, you know, tiny cracks in in the exter exterior of the thing as best they know that caused a, an eventually an implosion and it had nothing to do with the device they were using to steer it but yeah it was it they kept saying it was a canadian company and it wasn't it it launched from newfoundland but you know the company that owned that submersible is an american company yeah, I don't but know if you heard Canadian, this, but that Canadian, Canadian, Canadian over all of it. The Canadian well, Americans wildfires. Can never, Americans can never blame America unless it's uh, right-wing America blaming left-wing America or the other way around. Because I don't know if you heard this story that uh, Republican idiot J.D. Vance blamed uh, Biden for the disaster, saying that uh, he didn't oh. get the search and rescue teams out fast enough. Now, A... 
A, Biden is not in charge of search and rescue teams in the Navy. Two, the uh, the implosion happened and they were all dead. There was no, there would have been zero time or a method to save these people. But typical of these loudmouth Republicans and then all of their their yapping dog uh, lackeys go, yeah, Biden, 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 roof, 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 Biden, 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 roof. Um, by the way, this week, talking about uh, about failures and things, I spent three and a half hours on the Highway 401 East going into the radio station because two tanker trucks ahead of me, uh, to quote uh, Big Jim McBob and Billy Saul Hurok, they blowed up. They blowed up real good. Yeah, that was that one was scary. Well, I saw it like I the, was. The... I didn't know. I didn't know anything about it, right? I was driving. The, the thing in Pickering. In Pickering, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was on the highway in the express lanes, and then the express lanes slow down. I'm like, all right, maybe there's some construction ahead. It'll slow it down a bit. And it's like, uh, I haven't moved in 20 minutes, and I didn't have the news on. So I'm like, what's going on? And then when people started turning their car ignitions off and getting out and walking around, I'm like, something's not right here. So I checked uh, social media, and sure enough, there had been an explosion and a fire and Mm -hmm. you can still check social media. There's a guy who had his dash cam on and just driving and he's driving and you see the explosion. It looks like a Michael Bay film. Like it's for real. Um, And uh, people died. It was a a tanker with a, it was a derivative of diesel camping oil. Wasn't it? You see another reason people shouldn't camp. But it was, I mean, it was it was two tankers in a pedestrian vehicle. Apparently, the driver and passenger in the pedestrian vehicle were able to get out. Uh, the the uh, commercial vehicle drivers were not so fortunate. And yeah, apparently, it was, uh... it was so bad the sewers were exploding because the fuel leaked into the sewers. Sewers were like, so like manhole covers were flying all over the place? I... I don't know, but it was, I mean, the fact that you were there for that long and they, you know, they they didn't have a more efficient evacuation strategy. Well, both the express and the collector lanes were stopped. Now, a weird thing was I kept watching the collector lanes fill up, which meant that the police hadn't stopped people from getting on the highway further, further uh, west. Exactly. Um, but then the, they eventually cleared the collector lanes and there we were sitting in the ironically named express lanes, uh, not moving. And uh, I, I kept eyeing the shoulder, the shoulder of the road because it was clear and I kept eyeing it and I kept eyeing it. I'm like, hmm, I'd like to drive down that way, but I'm not going to be the first one because if the police, re- I'm not going to be the one that, that pisses them off on a night like this. And well, then, yeah. And then a couple of cars did it and a couple more. I'm like, OK, I'm not the first one. Now they'll nab them. And I uh, I maneuvered my car like other people. And we started heading west in the eastbound but, lanes on both shoulders were being used. And that's we, what they should have had people doing hours prior. Um, and then we got to a certain point and the police had opened up. The, the concrete barrier that separated the express lanes mm-hmm. from the uh, collectors. So we all went into the collector lanes and then went started going, you know, we went east again and then we had to get off 
because the next exit, it was blocked. Um, and I had to do a circuitous route to get back on the 401 um, to where it was clear to go where I was going. And then I get off the 401 at Thixon Road, where I get off every day, where I'm supposed mm -hmm. to make a left, and it's blocked. There's like huge construction. I can't go left. So thank goodness for G for 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 uh, GPS because I would have been so screwed otherwise. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I mean, I I don't I don't want to be too hard on the police. They have procedures and things like that. It, this it isn't just, an everyday occurrence, right? It isn't an everyday occurrence, but there should be plans especially for fire since fire is gonna be something we're going to have to deal with because of climate change we're, we're yeah, but rarely on the highway systems are gonna have to get better at dealing with this stuff and you know, it, you know we we can't it can't just be cuts 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 to everything They've got to start properly funding public services and get off this ideological, can't tell the difference between spending money and wasting money. No, you don't understand. You don't see, Let me explain this to you. Um, if you underfund public services, you can then say that the public services aren't doing the, the job. Right. So you can then turn the privatize these services turn them over to your rich buddies who donate to your campaign so you keep getting campaign donations they keep getting rich and we keep getting bent over a barrel yeah um here's the thing that that i realized though um a couple days earlier i was watching on my free pluto tv app uh mm -hmm. an episode of early 1980s cop show hunter starring rick dreyer Mm -hmm. um rick dreyer fred dreyer and uh in that episode as is typical of 80s cop shows there were three separate car explosions um in none of those situations even in the 80s would it have resulted in a car exploding but nonetheless they exploded and what you don't realize is all of those people the, the those civilians who live in those cities, in those 80s cop shows, just how long traffic was screwed up for them when every episode yeah, these three explosions. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can just imagine the city of, uh, of Hunter's L.A., like traffic must have just been horrendous because every side street and main street, there was cars blowing up. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um, much to talk about this week. Um, it was interesting being sort of a witness to history. But do you remember, this is going back a while, I think we were heading downtown to, we were still in TV, and it was a summer day, and we're on the uh, highway, uh, for, uh, highway DVP, or the DVP, and some accident had happened at the off-ramp to the Gardner Expressway, and all traffic on the DVP was shut down and mm -hmm. people turned their cars off. They were walking around. Some people turned their car radios on and people were dancing. Mm -hmm. You know, I can only imagine what would happen in some Northern uh, US states and others if there was that kind of shutdown. 
People would just be yeah. sitting in their cars honking for hours. Honking, hon- they'd get yeah. out and yell at each other, maybe shoot each other. But in yeah. Canada, turn on the radio, we're going to dance. Yeah, it. well, that's what happens when we haven't had a complete breakdown in the fabric of society, right? Yeah, that's a good thing. Um, yeah, we, you know, we can't get complacent. It doesn't just happen, but, you know. No, it, I, it I, happens I, like what happened to the Titan submersible. Little cracks yeah. that you don't address and you don't fix, and then the whole thing implodes. Not, what do you think is happening in the U.S.? They spent years denying that they had any problems because if you said the USA wasn't number one at everything, then you hated America and they, people hated you. So they had to all agree to pretend that there were no problems in the U.S. Wow. But now it's got to the point where, sorry, you can't deny it anymore and you're partially past the point of fixing it. Well, the problem is that, you know, the U.S. as a concept became more important than the people in the U.S. And everything was, if you didn't agree with me, you hate America. And it's like... That's a very healthy... See, the thing about Canada is we're not perfect, never claim to be. And Canadians know we can always do better. And that doesn't make you a a hater of Canada. I'm getting a little worried about the messaging and, and what I'm hearing and seeing in that space that they're not seeming to be able to find the balance anymore between we can always do better and not good enough you're not doing real it's gone from you're not doing anything to you're not doing anything tangible and the reality of government is if you're doing it right Every group is somewhat disappointed. Because yeah, that's the nature, that's the nature of adult compromise. Well, it doesn't have to be, but in government, it's the reality of having right now we've got opposition parties that unlike the late Jack Layton that would say when he thought the government did something good, it's always bad, 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 no good, terrible. You know what's no good, terrible right now? What? I have to go to the bathroom. You didn't go before we started? No, I got to go now. Oh, my God. All right, so we'll be back after this. Whoa. All right, welcome back. Yeah. Sorry about that. Right. It, uh... Sometimes nature doesn't call. It kicks the door down. Yeah. Um, it happens. Here's a weird thing, sort of as an aside. I don't know if you've ever noticed this. I have noticed a connection between um, tooth, my toothpastes and me having to run to the toilet. Are you swallowing a lot of the toothpaste? I don't, I don't even use a lot of toothpaste, so I don't think so. Um, but... I I switched my toothpaste brand. Still, I uh, brush my teeth in the morning. And a little while later, boom! But it could just be because I'm just waking up and my system uh, finally yeah, just that, kicks in. That's a bit of magical thinking there, Ed. So you don't think toothpaste can lead to uh, volcanoes? I, I think correlation is not causation. All right. Um, so we touched on 
the story of the uh, Titan submersible. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, uh, I mean, it was one of those stories that is very much like those disaster at sea movies. I mean, the big one of that was the uh, Poseidon adventure um, way back in the 70s, but uh, it didn't end the way those things end. I'm I'm really bothered by the reaction to this, the whole thing. In what way? Well, okay. Full disclosure. Um, uh, some of the people on that submersible were members of something called the Explorers Club, which, uh, you know, who Richard Garriott DeCayu is, right? Ed, he was the creator of Ultima. Um, Most people don't, so fill it in. Yeah, we, we met him years ago. Um, Richard Garriott... Nee Garriott, now Garriott to Caillou. He took his wife's name when they got married. Uh, but he was the creator of a game franchise called Ultima, which revolutionized moral choice in video games. But he's he's a rich guy that does being rich right. Like he has secret passages in his house and he went to space. And he he did one of these, these um, submersible voyages too. I believe, but he's a very, very nice guy. He continues to be involved in gaming. He has very clear philosophies on sharing economies in gaming. He's been very supportive of people who were inspired by what he did. Uh, he's just a stand-up person. And he knew and spoke very, you know, compassionately about um the loss of some of the people who are on that submersible uh and you know his heart went out to the families this was a person mourning other people and i shared this on twitter and excuse me people were complete jerks about it in what way the eat the rich kind of way the reason this stuff hits me the way it does is because of what happened to uh, what happened when my my friend died on Air India flight 182 which the anniversary happened to be you know yesterday um you know when this airs we're pre-recording but you know this is a this is a, a complex time for me and I remember in in you know I was six she was seven and so our so-called peers were struggling to understand why somebody we knew was suddenly not around anymore. You know, they were dead. And people came up with the most awful stuff to explain why she deserved it. Why a seven-year-old deserved to die in a terrorist attack. Now, we didn't know what terrorism was. The stuff people said just sickens and horrifies me to this day. And well, you know, the thing is that I think kids, uh, especially at that age, uh, believe that the world is fair. They need to believe that the world is a fair place. So the idea that somebody was killed who was innocent and didn't deserve it, it, right. it scares the crap out of them. So they right. need to come up with a justification why the person was bad so that and something won't happen to them. And I remember, okay, this was in 1985. I remember this one girl insisting that there were photos 
of my friend smoking on the airplane. That there were pictures that they recovered of her smoking before the plane blew up. Now, not only is that not possible, but why does smoking mean mean you have to die violently? It it just that's that's taught in the environment somewhere. And you know, yes, kids are cruel, but that's because they're raised by cruel parents. But I will never because I remember being so upset. Because at first I was like, how did she possibly know that? Wow. And then I realized she doesn't know that. She's either making it up or someone made it up and told her. And that is horrible. And I thought it was horrible then. I think it's horrible now. And people continue to do that. And I do not believe that is human nature. I believe that is taught. That is learned behavior. Well, We have a it's... choice to do better. The reasons... You other and dehumanize someone. Don't matter if you are othering and dehumanizing someone. A bad person is still a person, period, end of story. That matters. Yes, and if uh, I can give an example of a person dehumanizing himself, uh, James Cameron pushed himself into the news cycle about the submersible. I think telling everybody contacted him. What's that? I think people contacted him because he did that high-profile documentary on the Titanic using that technology. He, I'm pretty sure they called him. Well, I don't know. All I know is he made a point in his interviews of saying, yeah, I knew this was going to happen. I, uh, I knew that there was a problem with this design. I knew that uh, as soon as they uh, disappeared, well, I knew that they'd imploded. It's like, this guy never misses an opportunity to talk about how much of a know-it-all he is. Okay, but you know what? I, I, I watched and read that interview. And he apparently did write letters to those companies concerned about the safety standards. So he has the right to state that as fact. I think James Cameron is obnoxious and a narcissist. And is not very nice to the people who, who work for him, especially women, especially his ex-wives, who were his wives at the time when he cheated on them with another person who worked for him. But in this case, see, this is an example of me going, I have to give credit for somebody to someone I don't like. Because his reasons for why he said, yeah, I, I knew it was bad, makes sense. Because I admit, I thought the same thing when the communications and the transponder go at the same time, that's bad. Because the transponder is completely autonomous. It has nothing to do with the, the separate communication system on the vessel. When they both go at the same time, it usually means some sort of catastrophic failure. You know what's interesting is that the U.S. Coast Guard and the military and Navy said they pretty much knew at the time that it happened what had happened, but it was just, they said it was uh, a line on a graph, you know, an audio, you know, yep. on, on a, a graph of audio. Yep. It was just a disturbance. He said, we couldn't justify to the public not doing a search based on some lines on a graph. So, but they can when it's a migrant boat. 
Um, well, I mean, is that the same thing? They kind of it know the when the migrant vote has happened. It's human life. It's human life. And see, this is the thing. People are like, let's hate the billionaires and laugh at their misfortune because of the decisions the Coast Guard made. That's not the fault of the billionaires. Nobody threatened or arm twisted the Coast Guard. So many of these organizations are more afraid of what people are going to think about them than what's actually the right thing to do. Because let's face it, what's rewarded is what people think about you, not what the right thing to do is. And we're losing people with integrity from the system because everything's so craven. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, um, good. <laughs> it's there now. It's contagious. <laughs> yeah. Now we're yeah we're both coughing. Yeah. All right. It, Why it, don't we? I mean, uh... We we really all have to. I'm I'm on a big personal accountability kick this week, and we can talk about that after after the break if you want. But I'm just I'm so sick of people just making up excuses for bad behavior. Oh, <laughs> that, that's all through the news. Um, well, that, we that's will, the uh... problem, right? Even when we worked in youth programming, we couldn't get away with some of the stuff. that, And it was music programming. We couldn't get away with the lousy standards that, that you know, quote unquote, real news does now. So let's talk about this personal accountability tick as uh, that you're on as you call it i mean yeah. it's it, i mean if you look i don't know if you're referring to this but are you are you mentioned personal accountability and i look to what's happening in the states and rather than uh anybody holding trump to account for the things that he did wrong mm -hmm. uh allegedly or it's pretty obvious uh or um trump uh admitting well i could have done things better uh, no, they just spend all their time focusing on what about this guy? What about that woman? What about them? And ignoring instead of just saying I screwed up, uh, let's fix it. Uh, they ignore that what they did to get themselves into that situation and instead blame everybody else. Like Trump blames mm -hmm. Biden. He blames the Department of Justice. He blames the FBI. He doesn't say, well, maybe when they asked me to give the boxes back, I should have just given the boxes back. No, well, none of that. None of that, uh, that, that sense of accepting responsibility is everybody else's fault. Well, because he's a narcissist. Well, and he's also backed up by uh, hordes of yipping morons who, if, you know, if he says the sun is red, they say the sun is red. Like he just he tells them in his speeches what they are supposed to repeat. Uh, and, okay. you know, the message discipline on the right is actually uh, quite an accomplishment because after Hunter Biden got uh, made his plea deal, which is not unusual in cases like this, even for people who aren't the president's son, um, they uh they kept claiming that that this was a sweetheart deal. And if you listen and read all of the different Republican uh, uh, politicians and the right wing news commentators, they all use the term sweetheart deal. So what gets put into people's heads? 
that there was a sweetheart deal to sweet. I mean, repeat it over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And this is what the first thing that comes into somebody's mind is the left has no message discipline whatsoever. It's all over the place. But the right knows stick with one message, keep banging that message and it will eventually penetrate. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, the the priorities of the right make it easier to uh, to have that message discipline. It's much more homogenous and they're, you know, aligned on fewer individual causes or points. But yeah, the. It's deeper than that, though, I think I do not believe that quote-unquote Trump supporters are truly mindless drones following big man, big important man. Well, we disagree on that. No, hear me out. All right. Now, I get to stake, I get to make my case. I've talked to some of these people. I'm sorry. Yeah, that I use people in the, the people versus folks designation there oh um, folks oh republicans love the folks oh you don't know the 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 white people versus white folk designation down in down in the south no i know nothing about this okay they're different we can talk about that later but so white people versus white folk different in the u.s south white folk get invited to the cookout bring a dish and help clean up after White people won't do any of that and then complain they weren't invited next time. Is this like when Chris Rock said that there are black yes. people that are the N-word? Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's it's a it's a linguistic code that indicates the problem is not all all white folk, just white people, you know. Well, you know, <laughs> the thing is, like Doug Ford in Ontario. And his brother, his late brother, were always about folks. Come folks, on, folks, folks, folks. Yeah. folks. You know, because that makes him folksy and makes him more down to earth. Folks, folks, folks. It's like, and this goes way back. You can read about stuff. KKK members, uh, leaders talking in the 1920s about folks, folks. Folks means us versus do the I get, do other I get people. To explain my, my side of the Trump thing? Oh, yeah, we were doing that, weren't we? Well, we weren't. I was attempting. Have you had like four Red Bulls today? No, but I need to. Go on. All right. So is this important? Do you actually care? Should I bother? Yeah, I, I'm interested. I just, uh, my stomach kind of threw me off, to be honest with you. All right. So, because I do think this is, understanding the problem is essential to solving the problem. I really believe that. And this whole well, MAGA movement. Well, it is the first step, Yeah. The whole MAGA movement is a problem. All right. But I do not get the sense that these people actually love Trump or that they think he's especially brilliant or they they know he's guilty as sin. Trump is a tool, not a leader. It's all nudge wink because what Trump does is gives them a series of permitted phrases so they can behave badly and get away with it. If they're all repeating 
the same phrase that you can tell a lot of them know it's not true. It's the shaggy, it wasn't me. They know it's not true, but they love to spite liberals. And those are the things that so many people are going to say that they can get away with it. And they revel in it. They are so detached from the meaning of what they say because it is all about the emotional thrill of being a brat and getting away with it. Yeah, Trump is kind of, in, in in what you're saying, Trump is kind of like the guy at the back door of the movie theater who's holding the door open so people can sneak in for free. So they're, they like him because he's holding the door open and enabling them to do something they know they shouldn't. Yeah, but if he gets caught, he gets in trouble, not the people he lets sneak in. But they'll be they'll defend him because he uh, he let them see uh, see a movie. Yeah, and that's why the whole January sixth thing is interesting because those people thought they were going to be able to get away with it, and now they're getting now they're getting charged and convicted of very serious crimes. Didn't one guy and get eighteen years for seditious conspiracy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very serious crime. Yeah, and they're aggrieved about that and this hunter biden thing is i don't even like talking about it it's so ridiculous because first of all hunter biden is far from the first badly behaved child of a president or a vice president i mean the only one that seemed to keep her nose clean was chelsea clinton i can't think of another presidential family so oh Sasha and Molly Obama. Strangely, the Democrats behaved. But the Bush kids got in trouble. The Reagan kids were constant scandals. Well, it was now, his daughter. W. That, uh, that his daughter that posed for, yeah. uh, for Playboy while Reagan was president. Like, W, when his dad was president. I mean, Laura Bush ran a guy over with her car. But that's somehow okay. But Hunter Biden has an out-of-control drug problem, does reckless things with money consistent with an out-of-control drug problem, and all of a sudden, he's a dangerous criminal that's a danger to the nation. He wasn't president. What the children of presidents do is not the same as what the president or vice president, him or herself, does. It makes sense. And what's going on, as I see it, is people are mad at being uh, being brought to uh, account for what they did. People are mad that you're making us and our heroes be accountable and the other side isn't <laughs> held accountable. It's like the other side is held accountable. But the other side takes responsibility and steps forward and cooperates your side denies, 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 and causes uh, friction and causes trouble. And you claim that it is the same. It's like, you know what? If, if you got two drivers, okay? You got one driver who's pulled over for doing 50 in a 40 zone. And you got one driver who's driving drunk and hits someone with their car. Republicans believe because both happened using a car that both should be charged with the same crime. It's it's worse than that, though. 
It's not just they both should be charged with the same crime. It's somebody on your side should be charged with a crime because somebody on our side was charged with the crime. It's totally retaliatory. And a lot of the stuff going on against trans and gay people now is because the right was really jealous of Black Lives Matter. And that sounds so petty and childish. Because, because it, it is. is. Because it they, is. They were so aggrieved by the attention that Black Lives Matter got. And they thought they got away with all this stuff and they didn't. And they think they got away with it because, you know, the right wing news outlets weren't reporting on the mass arrests that went on on, the, on those protests of, of peaceful protesters, you know, and they weren't reporting on the fact that bad, bad people were coming in trying to make those pro those demonstrations look bad by causing damage and you know it it was a historic moment in in u.s history protest is the language of the unheard the reality that when things get hot enough stuff happens does not mean that's a legitimate form of protest the problem is correlation is not causation i say this all the time but i watched maga social media channels be just in just so jealous of the attention that black lives matter got they didn't check to see whether they were effective whether they actually got any change enacted and you know the truth is that any of the changes they managed to get enacted at the the local level were really temporary all that defunding of police the money came back six months later. They didn't get voting rights reform through. They didn't get a lot of some, some around the edges of police reform, but not a ton. It 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 wasn't a very effective protest. Uh, but that didn't matter to the MAGA types. They were offended that black people and their allies squawked at all. And so they started planning revenge. And so they went after trans people and they went after gay people. And it, it's all recycling old arguments against black people, feminists, and that includes just women who want to be able to control the reproduction. Um, you know, black people, feminists, gay stuff from the 90s, so on and so forth. They're just regurgitating everything and throwing it at trans people thinking people aren't going to make the link to the jealousy about the the lip service that Black Lives Matter got after the George Floyd murder. It's so petty. It is petty. And unfortunately, what's also petty is we have to go to a break. Yeah. I mean, nothing else explains the, the concentrated attacks on this tiny minority of the population, other than the fact that now that they've overturned Roe versus Wade, they don't have that as a wedge issue anymore. All right, only a few minutes left, uh, Leanna. Um, a lot of uh, very important stuff was said in this podcast. So why don't we talk about something not important? For I was going to say, this is a segue to something frivolous, isn't it? Well, I was just reading that uh, Domino's Pizza... People order pizzas at 
uh, live con like live music events. Yeah. And there are people like, how do I, how, you know, how do I deliver this pizza in a crowd of people? Domino's has solved that problem. They are giving delivery people jet suits that allow them to fly into the crowd to deliver the pizza. I wonder if they're rethinking this after uh, Ocean Gate. Well, I mean, it's not underwater. It's 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 over. <laughs> yeah, but what happens to the people below the jet? I don't. Um, maybe they uh, they get a bit of a suntan. I'm not quite sure. Like, I I'm looking at this story. How how does this take? Because jets work on propulsion. Right. Yep. It's either using air pressure or it's pushing off the ground. That's why when a when a plane or a jet uh, a rocket takes off, it's like big thing. Uh, if there's somebody within the vicinity of that guy when he lands, that's probably not going to feel great. Now maybe they've got it it settled, but I mean even the company that makes the thing that actually makes the jetpack technology actually um, said that, the, where, where's the quote? Um, Keeping pizza piping hot using the jet, jet suit is definitely an unusual utilization of our tech and isn't in our normal flight plan. You know what they could do? They could combine it and make it a jetpack and pizza oven so that you could actually uh, like uh, bake the pizza while you're flying. And then when you get it there, it's just so fresh. But I'm looking at the photographs of the guy in flight. I don't see any flame exhaust from the jetpack. So I'm not sure how this person is actually aloft. I don't see the, the, the jet propulsion that you normally see. Maybe it's some kind of air induction or something like that. Well, but the, if you look at the pictures. Force. What's that? There's still going to be force. Yeah, but but no flames. Right, but it's more the force that so I'm calling it a jetpack is actually not accurate. I I just I mean this is brilliant free advertising for Domino's. Brilliant. How many but, pizzas can you really carry at once? Well, exactly. You know, it looks like something out of the video game Death Stranding. You know what, though? You know what this technology solves, what problem it solves? If the delivery person is in the air and they, they're using their hands to control their, 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 out, their, their direction and stuff, they can't reach into the pizza and pick toppings off. Right. So in that way, science has conquered a problem that has been going on since pizza started to be delivered. So, you know, all hail science. This is solving the problem of Domino's getting PR. I don't know. You don't think others are going to jump on this bandwagon? I think that even though pizza is incredibly overpriced at these music festivals, there's no way they're going to recoup the cost of a jet suit. Hmm. You could be per perhaps right that the economics of this are not quite there yet. Th I'm surprised is... they're not just using drones. This is PR. Well, that's the thing. Drones... I know how a drone works. You know? Yeah. It's it's propellers. Like, okay, we know standing next to a helicopter isn't is loud and unpleasant, but fairly safe. 
I don't know how these things work. And I'm trying to find any indication of how the science works here. And it's a lot of very pretty pictures on the website, but no breakdown of the science. I'm just imagining the suit cutting out and the guy falling onto the crowd and the crowd thinking that, that, that this guy's crowd surfing. And so it turns into this mosh pit of this pizza delivery guy in the jet suit. Yeah. Yeah, this uh, thing is, is creating an excess of 1,000 horsepower. I Listen, I want a jetpack because I'm tired of driving in, in traffic. So I would like a jetpack. Quite frankly, I think we're due. We were promised that we would have this technology long ago. We didn't this... have it, but now I would like I would like people to have personal jetpacks. Okay, these things cost four hundred and forty thousand dollars a piece. Yeah, but the more people that buy them, the price goes down, like HD TVs. Oh, and that's the phone telling us we have to go. Okay. All right, uh, Leanna can be heard on the podcast. It's not therapy. Navigating the madness of mental health. Who is this annoyance person? Um, and uh, it's available on all podcast platforms, Sirius XM app. You can hear me uh, uh, Tuesday through Saturday, which is Wednesday through Sunday, midnight on uh, 94.9 The Rock or the Rock.fm, doing the midnight to 5 a.m. all night show. And now that's time for us to say goodbye. Leanna, do the thing. Bye bye. Bye bye. Oh, my God.